Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Tiffany Arps, a licensed clinical social worker at the Marquee Cancer Center. Welcome, Tiffany. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So, Tiffany, today we're going to talk some about health disparities and barriers to healthcare with specific populations. And we're going to focus on the LGBTQIA plus community and cancer care. So I wanted to get started today and just talk a little bit about why why it's important to understand health disparities or barriers for specific populations. Yeah, it's important to understand because minorities and specifically other vulnerable populations may not have the same access as maybe somebody who who has, you know, health insurance, a job, or other resources that some minorities may not have access to. And poverty is, is a great factor just generally for all minorities, but there are other health disparities and other factors that kind of play into the LGBTQIA plus community in terms of health disparities as well. And um, for our audience, what does LGBTQIA plus mean? Yeah, so that is just an acronym that kind of covers the whole community, but it stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning. Some people have uh, say queer, but typically it means queer, intersex, and asexual. And then the plus is there sometimes, sometimes people say it, sometimes people don't, but just to include others that may identify differently in terms of gender identity or sexual orientation that may not be named in that initial acronym. And what type of issues do LGBTQIA plus individuals face in regards to cancer care or cancer survivorship? Yeah. So some of those include fear of discrimination. So that would be, you know, generally they they feel a difficulty coming out to providers or their medical care team because of fear of being rejected or, you know, getting a lower standard of care than maybe their cisgender or straight counterparts. And so, they may seek care less. And again, that would cause worse health outcomes. And specifically for cancer, may not get diagnosed in a timely manner. And they may see late stage diagnoses more often because of that fear of discrimination or those negative experiences associated um, with healthcare that they've had in the past. Those fears of non-affirming interactions with healthcare providers that greatly limits openness and feeling safe and um, being able to, to trust their providers. 
And there are, according to the Department of Health, about 2 to 6% of the population identify within that community. But that's difficult to confirm because of that comfortability or fear of coming out as well. Or those questions aren't asked on state or national surveys or even when they come into the clinics. And so they, the team may not know. So it's really difficult to estimate the number of individuals within the community. So that makes it difficult to also identify health needs. And some of the other things that comes up in terms of that fear and other um, disparities that's linked to stigma, discrimination, and denial of civil and human rights, higher rates of homelessness, psychiatric disorders, substance misuse, and suicide, which would also greatly impact general health and lead to, you know, more instances of cancer. So some of the other disparities are lower rates of health insurance. And I'll say this has improved because of certain things that have came about, including the Affordable Care Act and uh, marriage equality in 2015. But there's still a lot of inconsistency, sometimes on the state and federal levels. And of course, recently, due to other Supreme Court rulings, a lot of the LGBTQIA plus community fears that that could be called into question as well in terms of marriage equality. And then health insurance is for all couples typically don't recognize unmarried partners. So sometimes maybe those partners don't have health care coverage or don't have the means to get that coverage because of their job doesn't offer it or, or what have you, just finances. And then gaining access to appropriate care for people with health insurance still can be difficult. Specifically for transgender individuals, some of their procedures or cancer screenings may not be covered due to just inconsistency within recognizing how they identify versus what is on their insurance card. So certain things may not be covered. Example of that may be, say, a transgender man has an intact cervix that may need a pap smear, but certain things may not be covered depending on what's on the insurance card. And so just inconsistency there. And then gaining access to appropriate care in terms of, again, that fear of discrimination, even with insurance is still an issue. And then there's also just outright denial care, which I hope this, you know, doesn't happen (laughs) as often as we, we don't want that to happen, but it does happen. And so there is still a lack of training and understanding in some of the medical community about um, healthcare needs. And there's still homophobia and transphobia, even in healthcare. And individuals may find themselves having to fight for the care that they deserve and desire, which is, you know, also exhausting for them. But, you know, that still happens. And just an example, one in five transgender patients have been turned away by a healthcare provider. So let me ask that question. How is it that health professionals or healthcare, what can be done to um, better serve or provide care for the LGBTQIA plus community? I think a great place to start always, and I'm a huge advocate for this, is trauma-informed training and sensitivity training, and also just obtaining that specific training for LGBTQIA individuals and learning more. They also, and again, this takes that, that obtaining the education, but using proper pronouns and just knowing how to be sensitive to those needs. 
and improving the competency overall. And I think that an individual's healthcare, a healthcare provider's duty, but also the overall organization. So it really needs to be everybody working together to to gain that. Just helping patients feel more comfortable with their medical treatment, given threats of prejudice and harassment and sometimes violence, care should be taken um, in terms of sensitivity and trauma as well. Um, I know that's something we don't always think about, but trauma-informed care is more than just, you know, people who may have experienced sexual violence, but also discrimination and harassment. And, you know, of course, sexual violence is also a huge part, a, a huge risk factor in the LGBTQ plus community as well. And then just seeking, though, the organizations that are already out there doing a really great job. And that's something that individuals can do as well, is finding those affirming healthcare services that are already out there. And there is a a fairly good list on the LGBTQ Cancer Network and the Human Rights Campaign Foundation as well. For our listeners, if those lists are additional information or if they're seeking additional information, you have provided us several websites that we will link in our show notes. So if that's something that um, following today's podcast, they want to go back and reference or have access to the list that you've mentioned, they will be there for them. Tiffany, thanks so much for joining us today and helping bring awareness to two health disparities and barriers within healthcare and how we might be able to help overcome those. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us. 